welcome back to Ridiculously Inconsiderate. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Julia. I guess first off, just wanted to say thank you to everyone for listening to our first episode. It means a lot. We're so grateful and we're so appreciative to have such wonderful supportive friends and old friends and new friends too because there were some people that we haven't met in real life that listened to the podcast and that was pretty awesome so thanks guys yeah and thank you thank you to the people who reached out to us and told us how excited they were for our podcast just a lot of unexpected support on it and it was truly like super heartwarming i don't know that sounds so cheesy but it was though (laughs) it was (laughs) mind-blowing honestly yeah we have no idea what's happening yeah we're super happy we thought we'd get like two listeners and we got more than that so that'd be a fun yeah little niche thing and a couple of our friends would listen but we we got more than that which is really cool so thank you guys what have you been up to julia so if you listened to our first episode, you would have heard me complaining about my feelings about anatomy. And in the time since we recorded that first episode, I started my second semester of school and I am in a biology class was how it was phrased to me. <laughs> so I'm thinking like life science and then I like, I don't know, like nature kind of. And then I take the class I sit down on the first day, I'm reading through the booklet, and I realize (laughs) it's a fucking anatomy class. (laughs) So I am currently delving into my fear. I'm currently living in my phobia every day when I drop into my anatomy lecture. True exposure therapy. The exposure therapy Lindsay and I could only dream of. The treatment that they are providing you. I know, they knew what I was going through, and so they said... Let's put you in an anatomy class and we'll just nip that in the bud. So yeah, I'm in an anatomy class right now. (laughs) All of the things that I'm so afraid of. Burning. Oh, wow. Actually. They talked about burning? Yeah. So actually, I faced two large fears because one, I'm in this anatomy class. And two, I have permanently scarred myself on my leg in in the form of a burn, if you will. Um... I was straightening my hair, so I I put the straightening iron down on the little surface I had it on, and it just rolled off, and it was like slow motion, watching it roll right (laughs) to my leg, and weirdly, it actually didn't hurt, which thanks to anatomy and also talking to my mom and my roommates, (laughs) I now know, is the sign of it being a third degree burn. Oh my god. Um, But yeah, so it didn't hurt. I have faced two large fears since the first episode burning and human anatomy and i will continue to prevail i'm really proud of you this is i will continue to prevail thank you Lindsay. (laughs) that's a lot that you had to do (laughs) i have fun you know (laughs) i guess since our first episode i've moved back to school back in my apartment with my cat and it's just us chilling there's a good chance that he will pop in a lot. Um, just trying to finish out senior year, which is super exciting. Oh, I was thinking a fun, funny thing happened um, the other day. I watched... On the way to the forum? Oh. That's a little musical theater joke. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it. <laughs> Most normal people wouldn't. I don't even know why that came to my head just now. Anyway, <laughs> um, I was trying to find a fun movie to watch, and I 
kind of like didn't have high hopes for it, but I watched Horrible Bosses 2, <laughs> sequel to the amazing movie Horrible, Horrible Bosses, Bosses 1. Our favorite, our favorite our actors, favorite Jason trio Sudeikis, of Jason. Dilfs. Jason Sudeikis, Jason Bateman, and Charlie Day, and Jennifer Aniston. Beautiful, beautiful Jennifer Aniston. Um, but I watched Horrible Bosses 2, and I was pleasantly surprised by the plot and the comedy, and I was like... Oh, oh you my- liked it. Oh, you did it. <laughs> um. Okay, okay, okay. Here's what I have to say. I liked Chris Pine being an addition to the cast. I texted Julie after finishing the movie to tell her to please watch it, because I know how she feels about the first one, and I thought she will definitely get some kind of enjoyment out of the second one i did get enjoyment out of it i guess i should say that much (laughs) and her response was bitch are you clairvoyant (laughs) well answer the question (laughs) carefully (laughs) apparently i am because she was watching it in that moment yeah i sent her a picture i was at the end of the movie too which means we were watching it together in real time which is crazy (laughs) I love that so much. I think that says a lot about us as people and us as a, as friends. It does. We just like the same things, honestly. Um, I did like the movie. I should say that. I like had it was fun. And you know what? Like, I don't know why people hate fun. Like that movie has like a 37% on Rotten Tomatoes. I liked it. It's not cinema. Well, it is to me. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Um we're not watching fucking Citizen Kane, you know? Like, we just wanted to have a little fun and watch men try to kill their bosses. I've never seen Citizen Kane. I couldn't sit through Citizen Kane. And I, you know I love my movies. I tried to watch it, and I I got very confused. And I, I was also on a plane. Which Why would you watch good, Citizen Kane on think... a plane? <laughs> that sounds like the beginning to, like, some kind of monologue or, like, poem. Why would one watch Citizen Kane on a plane? Slam poetry. <laughs> I did like Horrible Bosses too, <laughs> but the thing that I didn't like about it was like I didn't like how the first, I was going to call it a film, but let's not do that. Um, <laughs> the first movie ends with Charlie Day's character like calling out Jennifer Aniston's character for literally him. Like it was already kind of a weird punchline in the first movie and in the second movie they like doubled down on it in a way that feels really odd. So, I don't know. Those were just my little complaints. But what I was getting at is I don't think that um, um, raping men is funny. I don't think sexual assault of men is particularly hilarious. And they toe the line in the first movie, but make it clear by the end that, no, it's actually not a joke, and he gets his revenge, and, and then in the second movie, that all just kind of disappears, which I don't love. And it kind of has to do with what we wanted to talk about today a little bit, which is funny because we didn't plan to watch that particular movie and then have this discussion at all. But it just it reminded me of this discussion. We want to discuss how powerless it feels to be openly lusted after by people older than you or bigger and stronger than you who could hurt you and how you kind of aren't really able to fight back what we're talking about more specifically would be like catcalling for women or being followed yeah i guess in the nature of when you're walking down the street and someone screams after you and you're vulnerable and alone yeah so let's get into it (laughs) (laughs) 
There's <laughs> something particular about this is when it comes to interacting with men in a social setting, I think often men don't realize that they're being scary. Or and not so much that they're being yeah. scary, but that they're bringing bad vibes and the women are... Women <laughs> <Being> uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, or just like how cautious women are always around strangers, like male and strangers. It does, it's a complicated situation because it, the actions of several men... <laughs> Quite a few. <laughs> yeah, quite, quite many of you. It's not every single man's fault, obviously, but I think every man has a responsibility to understand how women feel targeted usually when walking around or, or interacting in these social situations. Yeah, like men shouldn't be men shouldn't be offended if a woman is a little abrasive towards them if they approach them kind of un if it's unwarranted. Yeah. So, for example, today, my friend, my roommate, and I, we went to a burger joint. A burger joint. One that we drive by. It's, like, near the freeway, and we always drive by it, and we wanted to give it a try. And it's this little hole-in-the-wall restaurant. Every Every single person that was in there was a man. And they seemed like they were all regulars, and so it was kind of unprecedented that these two random women had walked in, these two random very young women, because mm. everyone in there was like an older man. So I understand why everybody stared yeah. at us when we came in the door. Yeah, but that already like makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, but it, basically the man who it was the manager, but I'm assuming was also the owner, he was just old, and I just don't think he realized how creepy he was being, or how like off kind of off-putting his like attitude towards us was well after we ordered he took my Mm -hmm. friend Sophia and he like saw that her name was Sophia and he went "Mm, Sophia and then like it was just (laughs) I was like oh you know it just gives you a bad taste in the mouth like oh that was a little weird then he looks at us like dead in the eyes and goes are you being good girls today to which I don't even want to know what he meant by that. <laughs> I know what he meant. And he then he gave us two lollipops. So, so he's definitely just like an old man being like, "Oh, like are you being good?" You know, but it just is like in the modern day and age, <laughs> please don't say things like that to women. <laughs> there was a cultural and a generational difference, and that's okay. If that's something you have to take into account, you know, I that's not the kind of situation where you should react with aggression but we were very obviously kind of uncomfortable but we went and we sat down and we looked at each other like all right that was weird the thing is in situations like that again i'm in this man's business yeah it's his establishment it's his establishment he's being weird but he's also old he was also bigger than us and stronger and there was a crew of his i'm his local regular customers around him so you can't really have any other reaction than just, oh, okay, thank you. That is so bizarre. And then these two other women come in while we're finishing up. They're a little bit older than us. Like, they, they would have been, like, in their 40s probably, and we're in our 20s. And he was so normal to them. Oh, oh. that He took their order, and then he served them. And so then we were like, oh, <laughs> That great. makes it so like, much worse. So he's just fucking creepy. Yeah. But again, it's like we are younger and I think he that's just like how some men act towards younger women. And it's like you need to not do that, please. But to the men out there, please check yourself. Like, please think don't about, do that. Think about how you would feel if you saw an old man talking to like your daughter like that. Yeah, or like your sister or even your friend. Honestly, think about how you would feel if a man was talking to you that like, way. Like, that'd be fucking weird. Some, or anyone who could had the ability to take your power away from you was treating you that way. And again, he wasn't unfriendly. It was just a little sexist, but, you know, mostly a little creepy. Yeah, it's not always like you're in a dangerous situation. It's just that 
it's just so uncomfortable and you don't it was incredibly like you can't say anything and you don't want to like make the situation worse exactly and men can be weird like we really brushed it off but like because we've been through worse experiences with scarier men like that was a very calm so that was nothing but it sucks because that shouldn't be nothing because it was very weird i'm thinking i'm trying to think of like examples that i have and i just my mind was flooded with examples of creepy interactions with men yeah there's just so many at some point that you you have to weed out like what's most significant i think one thing for me was when i first got to college i was obviously moving you know my freshman year i like was definitely in like the little bubble that is our college campus and so i wasn't really kind of open to that and um But then there was one day where I was walking home from, believe it or not, the counseling center to get help with my mental illness. And it's honest, it was honestly like a two block, two or three blocks away from my dorm. This car starts like slowly pulling up next to me. And I kind of just like brushed it off because, you know, like right adjacent to the sidewalk, it's like a lot of parking. So I was like, oh, they're probably just like pulling up into a spot. As I like continued to walk, I could feel them, you know, like creeping along behind me. And, and not even the fact that it was a man, like like it could have been a female in the car, but just either way, like me as a pedestrian versus yeah. someone in a vehicle already puts me at a huge disadvantage. I got to the end of the street where I had to cross and they turned right and cut me off as I was trying to cross the street. I had no idea what was going to happen. And their window was rolled down and they were shouting at me and were like yelling things to me like, you know, like, what's your name, sweetheart, like whatever. I never know what to do exactly in those situations. What did you do? My go-to and what I did in this situation is just to ignore it and to continue walking. Because I think that's what you're supposed to do, but that's just so scary sometimes. It's so scary, and luckily it was morning. It was, you know, it was bright out, and there were other people walking, which makes it even more shocking that they had the balls to do that. that. Yeah, it made me never want to go to the counseling center again. So, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) For that one. Thank you, guys. Great work. Yeah, and it did happen on another occasion, too, so with the same walk you know it's interesting when you're in like middle school or high school and that happens to you uh, well you know everyone's fight or flight response is different but i think for me sometimes my response is to i want to be as aggressive as possible or you know i want to flip them off or shout back and i think that in middle school and high school doing something like that earned you a little Mm -hmm. bit of bragging rights like, I remember having friends who would tell me, like, yeah, this guy, like, honked his horn at me and I, like, flipped him off or, you know, things like that. But the truth of it is don't do that. Honest to God, do not do that. It's so much worse. That can put you in so much more danger, which it's uh, really awful because, you're, you're, again, your power is being taken away and you want to be able to fight back and not have that happen to you. But unfortunately, in most cases, you can't fight back if that person decides to get out of their car and try to grab you or to follow you down the street and follow you into your house or your apartment you know Mm -hmm. yeah I have a similar story that and that was me being a little bit more aggressive (laughs) um it wasn't super aggressive but I did shout back oh really how old were you 
Was this recent? It was um, maybe a mm. year ago. Oh, no. <laughs> I was under the influence. Oh, so great. I <laughs> so I do think that played a part <laughs> in my decision making. But um, it was a man driving by. He was driving by very fast. So it made me, it definitely made me feel a little bit better. Boosted that he your would confidence. Go by quickly and not really hear what I was saying. But um, he yelled at me ni hao that is just racist <laughs> that's not even <laughs> well it's both actually wow he got you good what a dick <laughs> double whammy really and boom jeez i yelled back i'm not chinese but good try oh that's a good response you're like good <laughs> but good try i was a little nervous in the moment that he would obviously like turn around but um Luckily, that didn't happen. I have, I feel like I have a lot of stories like that where someone, you know, drives by and they scream at you and it's really scary in the moment. And you, you either, I mean, you almost don't really have control of your body in moments like that. You either scream back because you're fucking pissed that they're yelling obscenities at you. Obscenities, I don't know how to pronounce that word. Both sounded right to Um, me. (laughs) Or, you know, you, you freeze or you you run or try to get away because it's scary but um there's situations like this too where this guy again definitely thought that like he was flirting with me and i was enjoying my time with him and it was like no i want you to leave me the fuck alone <laughs> but basically I yeah was... like how is it not obvious that we're not reciprocating <laughs> yeah and it's like please read the body language here because i'm cutting myself off you from you completely but um basically i was leaving a hair appointment and so i was walking into the neighborhood and there was like this this truck full of like construction workers like on a smoke break and my car was of course parked directly in front of theirs <laughs> i saw where they were before they saw me coming so i kind of grimaced and thought all right god please just let this not be a horrible interaction basically oh my god. and i start crossing the street to get to my car and i can see them all looking at each other and then you know, they're bumping elbows oh, like oh yeah like and i'm going oh lord and this one guy he was kind of the ringleader of the whole thing starts trying to talk to me and i i can't remember what he said but he definitely didn't expect me to respond to him Oh my but God. he said something about like oh like turn around or like something kind of like that and i was like to do what <laughs> yeah and then he was like so surprised that i responded to him that he had no clue what to say and just stared at me and all of his friends laughed and then i think he came with some comeback and i said okay that's great thanks and i got in my car locked the doors <laughs> turned it on and then he I see him run. Oh my god! To my side of my window, like to my that's horrifying. And I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! And he's like waving and knocking, and I'm like, um, can I help you? So I like roll it down, and he's like, oh yeah, like do you want me to help you pull out? Fuck you! Uh, What? No. I was like, so you definitely thought we were having a little flirty moment? No. That was a self-preservation moment. Like, you thought that interaction went well. Yeah, I was like, no, that was a self-preservation moment where I was distracting you so I could get into my car. And I remember saying, like, nope, I got it. And I honestly didn't got it because their car was really parked very close to mine and I was between two cars, but I pulled out and I drove the fuck away from there. That's horrible. Um, I was just thinking about when I used to work at Starbucks and, um, you know, we, like, always had our regular customers yeah. And one of our regulars was, I want to say he was in like his 40s and he 
everyone kind of knew him. So, you know, we, you learn his name quickly and you kind of, when you know the customer's name, you greet them by their name just to kind of, you know, build a like connection. Cus- customer connection is very important for the Starbucks company. And I would just like to say, <laughs> uh, tip your baristas. So I, you know, I was always nice to him because that's kind of just like how you're, you know, you're trained to be nice to your customers. He started, I don't know if he took it the wrong way, but he started, when he would come in, he would be like, hey, sweetheart, hey, beautiful, you know, and it's like, I don't need you to tell me that I'm beautiful. (laughs) Like, Was he there until you stopped working there? He actually started working there after I left. Wait. Whoa. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> but anyway. That's like a weird twist. I digress. Yeah, he was super creepy. No one no one felt super comfortable by him. So he continued to come in and he would always use like super flirty like nicknames and it was so creepy. And I just kind of had to, like, you know, get him his drink as quickly as possible and get him out of there. And he eventually came in one day and was, like, asking me. I think he asked me about school and, like, all this stuff. Like, it was always, like, too friendly for my liking. Like, I don't need to be friends with the customers. And um, it got to the point where he came in one day and was waiting for his drink. And he saw that I wasn't that busy and he asked me if I wanted to go on a trip with him to Puerto Rico and I kind of just laughed it off because I was like oh that's such a ridiculous statement to make like that's a, that's a funny Are you joke serious? he looked me dead in the eye and he said no I'm serious like do you want to go to Puerto Rico with me and I was like what the fuck oh um no and he didn't talk to me after that. Also, he did catcall me when I was walking home from work one day, and I ignored it because I was scared, and he never acknowledged me in the store again, and then proceeded to work there. <laughs> so- what a psycho. <laughs> That's crazy. What is in the Baltimore... I don't even know. What the hell? I have like a lot of mine are like that where it's like someone walked by and was like hey sexy or something terrible and you're like oh I think that person just cat called me <laughs> and it's just like awkward like you're literally just like well okay like and and you usually feel embarrassed for yes. their choice of words yes. like they usually say something like that like something super embarrassing where you're like why would you embarrass you're yourself like that's like that? what you chose to say yeah it's like you could have said anything to me and you chose the lamest sentence on earth you know it's things like that over and over and it and it happens and it kind of sucks freshman year of college I was at a party and I was talking to my roommate and one of our friends and they I mean we were all drinking as you do when you're a freshman in college and I think this was on Halloween night so you know everyone wanted to go out and so the party was like crazy packed and I remember you know I was hanging with the guy friends and I went to go hang out with my roommate and she and our other friend got distracted and they were you know they were intoxicated and they kind of turned and ran away from me and in the split instance of them turning away before I could follow them a huge like this big blonde like really like muscular guy slid into the space where they were directly in front of me and I couldn't follow them mind you I'm five foot three I was way smaller then because I hadn't like quite (laughs) grown into my body I was 17 years old and he was like towering over me and like trying to talk to me and like kind of getting in my face because he was leaning down to talk to me 
I was super uncomfortable. I didn't know where any of my friends were. I was surrounded by men. And I was like, oh my God, like, what do I do? And so, you know, he's trying to, well, what's your name? No, I want to get your Snapchat, blah, 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 whatever. So I'm kind of like, you know what? I'm so sorry. Like, I've got to leave my roommate. Like, my roommate just ran away. And so I kind of just literally dove around him, like darted around him. Thank God this was a moment where me being short really came in handy, short and small at the time. I didn't crawl, but I was like, (laughs) my God. I was getting too into the story. <laughs> so I basically, I dove around this guy and I can see him trying to chase me. And I find all of my guy friends, they're like standing in a circle doing whatever the hell guys do at parties. I don't really know what they do. They were kind of just there, just happy to be, happy to be out and about. <laughs> and I like used all of them as like a shield to hide me <laughs> from this guy who I could see like following me and trying to find me and I remember like one of them was like what are you doing and I was like I'm (laughs) hiding this guy is trying to find me so then luckily I had good friends or you know friends who wanted to protect the women in the group and and they like hid me from the guy because he was coming trying to find me yeah and I was like that's this one of the more scary experiences I've had where the guy has actually kind of given chase after being rejected Mm -hmm. and again he was bigger than me definitely a, a year or two older than me and it was just it was also scary. you were a minor <laughs> i was a minor i was <laughs> intoxicated <laughs> not a great yeah anyway that's yeah that was the night we saw somebody wow. get teased also by a cop we had fun i dropped um, out after so... a semester and a half also just to <laughs> just put that out there <laughs> so. after all those fun times that college has an issue with sexual assault they do Mm -hmm. there's like a whole page trying to get the president of the school to do something about it and i i think he has yet to because they think that their methods are working and they're not clearly but yeah anyway so i think just from all of these stories that Mm -hmm. me and julia have as two as just two women telling yeah, we really sharing only share a, a few experiences. I think there's already like a great takeaway for men and women. Um, I would say for men, um, always kind of reevaluate your situation and maybe take into consideration the situation of or like the place that the woman is in, whether you are trying to be predatory or not um you know just kind of think about how that how your words or your your body language how your body language is making her feel and kind of um maybe take a step back (laughs) and just I don't know like I think yeah and whether you know you could have the best intentions and it just might not be coming across like that and I think that's sad I do think that's sad but I I I know that like there's a reason for that and that's it's a very good reason yeah um and I guess I I would just like to say for anyone who doesn't think sexual assault exists whether that's for men or for women or or that they don't think being catcalled is serious. Like, I hope that our stories of our perspectives on that shows you how serious it actually is and how scary it is. 
because it's not yeah. funny. It's it's not a fun story. You don't feel flattered. I remember one specific situation where a couple friends of mine were catcalled and one of our guy friends said, well, weren't you flattered? It's not flattering. It's really frightening. And, you know, we can laugh and tell these stories later, but that's because we lived and, like, <laughs> and we're happy that we made it out. Like, that's not, you know. They're yeah, not, if they it's were. It's not good. If there were any worse stories, um, they would not be they would not be fun to relive. And again, we're not even telling anything more seriously than just people shouting at us or following us because that's what we feel comfortable sharing. So think about that. Ponder that. Don't why don't you? <laughs> Take a game. And I think um, to all our our multitude of female listeners, um, you know, if you ever experience something similar to what we have, which I'm sure you have um you know like it's i would say it's it's always better to be safe safe than safer what is it better to be safe than sorry yeah that's what my mom always taught me you know it might feel like in the moment great to get a little revenge and shout back at them something insulting or you know be tough and flip them off or whatever but you know it's and in the end like that only puts you in more danger and i think the the best option is to just walk away from the situation to all listeners anyone all genders just remember please protect yourself be vigilant when you're going out when you're doing things protect your peace (laughs) men look out for your female friends and women do the same for men if you see someone creeping but you know look out for each other stay safe love each other it's all we can do in yeah. this crazy world. Don't ever don't ever be the the creepy person in the story. Whatever, you know, That's at all people. <laughs> Just make sure that you're not the creep. Yeah, like don't be someone that the person has to tell their friends about later because you scared them. Exactly. That's all our wisdom. <laughs> That's all we got for you tonight. Uh, have a good weekend. We wish you all a very happy weekend. Please stay safe. Protect yourselves, protect your friends, live your best lives. And tune in next week for more ridiculously inconsiderate conversations. And keep the good vibes. I'm sorry, I was trying to rhyme. It just wasn't coming to me. (laughs) Okay, love you guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe to the Ridiculously Inconsiderate podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you like to listen. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Ridiculously Inconsiderate. And thank you to Sophia James for our amazing theme music. What See are we you saying? next week. Bye! Bye. <laughs>